Hi everyone, I'm Joel Premack and welcome to the Community-Led Growth Show. Each week, I will be speaking with community leaders to share insights with you all on how to build a community-led growth company. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Joel Premack, host of the Community-Led Growth Show. Today, I'm joined by Jacob Gross, Community Marketing Manager at Slack. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jacob. Thanks, Joel, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're going to start off with an easy question and just say, can you give all of our listeners a quick 30-second intro about yourself? Sure. Uh, My name is Jacob. I am on the community team at Slack. And as you've mentioned, Joel, I'm the community marketing manager on the community team based in Chicago. Awesome. So diving into your role a little bit at Slack on the community team, let's start off this conversation with how do you guys at Slack define community? Yeah, that's a great question. Community at Slack, first and foremost, is all about Slack users. And what's even more exciting is that it's about any Slack user. So whether you're a new Slack user, um, whether you're Slack curious, whether you're an admin, a developer, or builder, the Slack community really is spanning that entire spectrum. And it's an accessible and engaging space for any type of Slack user. Um, And what's also really exciting is that customers and users of Slack are always so eager to learn from one another and connect with fellow Slack users. So the community really takes advantage of that opportunity to provide the space for folks to do all of those things. Again, whether you're brand new or whether you're a seasoned admin or developer. Wonderful. And I love that you guys use Slack Curious. That's the best way to describe someone I've ever heard. I love it. So thank (laughs) you so much for sharing that. Diving in a little bit deeper, talking about community programs and such that you guys do. I know some of the things that you guys offer to support a healthy, thriving community. But can you talk about some of those programs for everyone? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really based in three different programs to date. Uh, The first one being a user group program, which is framed like a chapter program, uh, which is a global program for any and all Slack users to take part in. We have over 100 chapters and over 100 Slack community chapter leaders spanning the globe uh, with over 16,000 chapter community participants. Uh, which is very exciting for us because the global footprint of Slack is really, the momentum is always going to be there on a a global level. So the the chapter program really allows folks in many different cities across the globe to meet fellow Slack users, share ideas, host events, and that can be in the form of, for now it's virtual. um, And, you know, we have hosted things with them and they have hosted, the leaders have hosted things such as AMAs and post event sort of, you know, retros to talk about how events went. And it's just generally a really great space for um, local leaders to meet their, you know, local Slack users and and even power users. So um, that's very exciting. The second program is the Slack Community Forum, uh, which I was brought to Slack to help grow and build. 
And what's really exciting about the forum, which also has a companion app uh, in the Slack platform, is that this is an open space for any Slack user to get their Slack questions answered. Whether they're hitting a roadblock on a particular feature that they don't really understand, or if they're looking for feedback from a more advanced user, or even if a developer is looking for a solution on uh, what they're building, or a builder is looking for an answer on what they're building in Slack, the Slack community forum is a discussion board format where folks can really come together and share ideas. Um, and that's been a really exciting space for us, which launched back in November of 2021. So um, lots of momentum there in the forum. And then last but not least is the Slack community workspace, um, which is a great place for folks uh, to meet one another and again, share their ideas. And we see a lot of developers in that space um, exchanging tips and tricks uh, on how they're uh, you know, building on Slack and what they're bringing to Slack. And it's also really great because of async work. You know, this, this idea that we are all able to get work done, maybe not at the same time, but that it still gets done um, regardless of what time zone we're in. So the community workspace really allows for that work to happen. And we're really excited about these three programs. It's growing very fast and um, we're excited about the momentum. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with all of us today. So you just mentioned, and we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into the forum, because that's what you run and manage day to day. So you mentioned a little bit of its purpose. Can you dive into more around how you guys measure the success of it, as well as, I guess, not just measure the success of it overall, but also for all those different types of people who may be engaging on it? whether it's developers or a seasoned user or someone who's Slack curious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really important to us that we take into account, which I think is something important for all community managers to take into account is who is your audience and who's coming to your space and what does adoption look like? And once the adoption takes place, what does that activity within the something like the forum look like? So what types of questions are they asking? But more importantly, are those questions being answered? Um, and we wanna be sure that let's take developers, for example, that if something is being asked in the, in the forum, space, the discussion board space, that, you know, fellow developers are chiming in to talk about how they got over that pain point or how they unblocked themselves when they were building on Slack. So, you know, we're really looking at the active users. We're looking at adoption. We're looking at events as well. You know, folks are also sharing about, you know, some, some retros on how events went and making sort of, sort of developing some learnings from, from prior events that have been held like Slack Frontiers which happened back in November. So, you know, the, the forum is really measured with activity, but also, you know, what does growth look like over time? And are there certain points throughout the year where we can really leverage the forum to spark even further conversation than what's already happening? So, you know, I love a discussion board format because it really opens the floor and makes it an accessible space for everyone. And everyone has agency to just chime in and share their ideas. Definitely. I think that that's a great point of just making sure that everyone, no matter where you are in your Slack journey or life cycle, has that space. And I love that you guys offer it in the form of a forum. So it is super accessible to everyone. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, cool. Well, I guess the next kind of like 
diving in a slightly different direction around Slack and community. Now that we've heard a little bit of how you guys build community and foster it, what are you guys seeing in terms of how other companies or organizations are building communities on Slack? Are there trends and things that you guys are watching and seeing um, in that regard that you guys are either learning from or making notes of along the way? Yeah, what, what I guess what I'm seeing when folks are building their communities on Slack is that there's so much pride behind the community. Um, and I think a lot of that pride comes from how accessible a Slack space can be for a community. But on the flip side of that, you know, Slack at the end of the day, at least to date, was built is built for business. Um, and I think it's a really exciting opportunity for us to see how creative um, folks are being with developing their communities on Slack. Going back to my earlier point, it just makes it a very accessible space for folks to engage, collaborate, meet, and share ideas. Um, so I really enjoy how folks are leveraging sort of the power of Slack to still host their community, despite Slack at the end of the day being built for business. You know, whether that's implementing a workflow in your community to welcome new members, whether that's using a workflow to remind folks to complete a form, um, and, and even uploading custom emojis, which is always very fun. You know, it's really fun to see how folks are sort of bringing their own energy to Slack spaces. I'm part of a few myself outside of work, and I just love how different each one is because there's so much that someone can do just in one Slack workspace. So my favorite are, you know, workflows and emojis, um, and you maybe you're even building a workflow for folks to submit custom emojis. I've seen that in some workspaces. So, you know, a, a combination of the two. So that's really fun and exciting. And I just love how every single workspace and community that's built is very different and is unique and has built their own identity as a result. I think that that's a great point. You just mentioned identity for a community. And then I think the next piece that you just really mentioned a couple of times was these custom emojis because that then really creates the identity for it, the community where it's something unique. Yeah. It's you're not going to find out in any other Slack community unless they're stealing like your logo or something, or your colors and things of that nature. It's something that's super unique, identifiable to that community, and that connects everyone in it. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, last question, really is gonna be outside of what you're seeing in terms of communities being built on Slack, what do you think are the three biggest community trends within B2B tech in 2022 and beyond that you're seeing and yeah. watching? I love that question. Um, the, the trend that I'm most excited about that I think has certainly had a lot of traction in 2021 is that more and more B2B folks are realizing the power of a community manager or a community and or I should say a community team in general. Um, you know, the community manager role is critical for company success in today's day and age. I think, um, you know, community managers are people, people. And, you know, it's really exciting to see how we are approaching a customer journey or a user journey 
from not only, I wouldn't even argue it's start to finish, it's from start to ongoing. Um, and that's something really exciting that we can become so user and customer focused as a community team, because that's really what we're brought to, brought to the organization to do is, you know, help customers live out their best experience with that product. Um, so, you know, the, the, the momentum that bringing or onboarding, I should say, a community team to your organization, I think will continue, um, if not double, triple, quadruple its momentum in 2022. Folks are really realizing the power of a community manager and the, the power behind being a people person. Um, and it's, it's just a very exciting thing. And I'm looking forward to seeing sort of what happens with that and where it goes. Um, you know, it's it's kind of refreshing to hear people use the terminology community team or, you know, are you hiring a community team for your organization? It's nice to see that differentiation rather than, you know, we're hiring more folks for our marketing team or we're hiring more folks for our social team, but that they're hiring a community team. And I think that that type of language will start to build even more momentum than it had um, in 2021, which is which is pretty cool. So that's the first thing. The second thing, which I think leads in well from the first uh, one that I described, is that we are going to become so much more ready, willing, and able to share customer stories. You know, as I said, you know, I would identify as a people person, as I'm sure many community managers do. And, you know, I don't say that from the perspective of introvert versus extrovert. I say that truly because we are in a position to give voice to the user and, you know, whether you identify as an introvert or extrovert, you're still able to do all of that meaningful work. And I think customer stories are just going to come to the forefront because community managers are going to allow that to happen. They're going to advocate for that to happen um, because we are advocates for, for our users and customers and ultimately for the product and service that we provide. So, you know, in order to advance the message of our broader brand as a company, I think it's going to be critical to share those customer stories and to recognize what customers are bringing, you know, to the not only community space, but just the B2B space in general. Um, one other thing I'll share with this idea is that I feel like we're moving from a space of purchasing software and moving on with our lives to purchasing software and staying right where, right where we purchased it. Uh, because why? Because we want to meet fellow users, just like the Slack community. We want to exchange ideas. You know, maybe I'm a new user of a certain product and I want to hear from a seasoned user of that product. Um, and, you know, I, it sort of acts as that like online reviews idea, or maybe you're tweeting out a question to get feedback on something. I feel like that's the type of energy and vibe that a community manager and a community team is bringing to the B2B space. Um, you know, we're staying put, customers are staying put after they purchase software because they wanna improve their knowledge um, outside of working with a customer success team or outside of working with a sales team. You know, we're empowering customers to, to really come to the space and engage with each other, which is going to generate more customer stories about using that product. Um, so customer centricity is, is, I think, you know, it's, it's going to just like the community manager idea I spoke about before is quickly on the rise. Um, and we'll see more customer stories come from that. Um, the third thing, which, you know, we're making a conscious effort to do here at Slack is platform integration. You know, what does platform integration mean in the context of bringing your community to your 
company to, you know, uh, uh, matching your community with your brand? And what does all of that mean? And how does your software or product or service speak to the community? How are they connected? Are we, how do we bridge that gap? Sometimes there isn't a gap, sometimes there is, um, but that's okay if there is a gap because it, it, it encourages us to talk about what is the intent behind our community. So, you know, platform integration, I think that type of conversation internally with teams, I think will be had a lot more in 2022, especially as more community teams are hired and onboarded. Um, you know, it, in some ways speaks to developing a community identity because you want to know how the community is being seen and talked about with the platform service product etc um, and i think a tangent off of that is internal enablement so how is your sales team talking about the community with new prospective customers how is uh, customer success talking about the community when they are, you know, chatting with a new customer about how to make sure all of their goals are being met with the product? Um, how is the support team talking about the community? I would argue that the support team and the community team are completely separate functions. They do completely separate things, but it's important for that internal enablement to happen so that platform integration can seamlessly happen um, between the community and the rest of the larger product. So community hiring, platform integration, and customer stories, I would argue, are the top three trends coming into 2022. Wonderful. I love all those. And I definitely see all those leading the charge, too, from a community standpoint. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on the Community Like Grow Show today. If people want to follow or connect with you, what are the best channels and or handles for them to use, Jacob? Yeah, great, great question. So first and foremost, I got to give a shout out to the Slack community. You can follow us at Slack underscore community on Twitter. Um, you can find us there. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Slack HQ. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter. Um, my handle is my full name without the vowels. So that's at JCBGRSS. And let's talk about community. I'm happy to do it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks, Joel.